4: What's going on? You're listening to the Film Drunk Frotcast, coming at you not live from a series of fraught locations. I'm Vince Mancini. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the irregular regular, Mr. Matt Lieb.
2: Hush, little baby, don't say a word. Mama's gonna buy you a mockingbird. And if that mockingbird don't sing, mama's gonna get you to kill myself. What's up, everyone?
4: <laughs> I was waiting for like the lum twist that you no, usually put no on the song. And... I'm going dark this, okay. this week. Is that? Do you have postpartum depression?
2: I have post. That's the thing. Men can have postpartum depression. No one ever talks about that. Yeah. Yeah, we're breaking the like, silence the, here today. I'm breaking the silence. <laughs> men have postpartum depression. Here's the thing. Pregnancy is really hard for men because we got to sit there, not fucking, <laughs> and waiting for the fuck train to come rolling through town, and the the tunnel is jammed. All right? Uh-huh. Does this make sense? Yeah. I mean- So. So what's happening when when the, the tunnel, the train tunnel is jammed? You've got all these little guys stuck at the train station. Oh, getting, you mean
4: your tunnel? I thought you were talking about the other tunnel. I was like, I feel like it's not jammed both. anymore. But.
2: No, her tunnel was jammed, but now her tunnel is closed for repairs, okay? <laughs> and so you've got all these angry little guys... Just and I'm uh, the train station is at capacity, and it's gonna blow.
4: And <laughs> they're all raring the, to go. They, they could smell that mucus plug, and they were
5: like, "They the could coyotes. smell the mucus
2: plug. They know it's yeah." A different
5: doctor that, that suggests the best way to heal it. The best way to heal it's sexual healing.
2: Well, yeah, when you get that feeling, which is the feeling specifically could, is like, rippage of the vagina.
5: Well, that's what you say to her. You say, "Look, you need something in there to keep it the wound from closing."
2: Yeah, that <laughs> that'll help. Sure.
4: Yeah, like an expander, like for your when you have gauges for your. Yeah, ears. like an
2: expander,
5: and uh, yeah. Anyways, dude, do you remember when the terrorists like blew like a... up the
2: London Underground? Yeah, yeah. Th- that's what my balls feel like. Oh that. <laughs> Like, Every time I masturbate, which isn't often because I'm very busy these days, it's like Islamic terrorism in my balls.
4: <laughs> yeah, that time goes away. Well, you know what? You guys both, Joe's, this, that's just Joe. Sinclair goes here. Joe Sinclair goes here. We forgot to introduce him. Uh, he's got a pregnant wife. Matt just had a baby. Uh, Joe, I are have... you
2: wearing a Woody Allen shirt? I'm sorry. Well, oh, yeah, no, just mis- in honor of the fablements. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. is, is that Woody Allen? It looks like him.
5: It is Woody Allen. I I I ha, this shirt was in my closet and I just was like I never get to wear I'll never get to wear a Woody Allen shirt except on the Film Direct <laughs> podcast.
4: Sure. Yeah, I'm glad you said <laughs> no, that out for
5: there, us. Thank you. It, the, yeah, it cuz it, it has to be retired. Yeah. So I thought, okay, yeah. well I got to bring well, it out if I it will.
2: But I'm sorry Vince This shirt going is definitely on with canceled, you? But it is a cool shirt. But it is a cool shirt.
5: It is. I do like has the
2: whites of his eyes. The it's glasses. Cool. Oh, the glasses shine. The glasses shine. have a little. It'd be also cool if that little shiny like thing was also just a little bit of drool, <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. you assume he's looking at a child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
5: he's a, he's innocent. Um, mm-hmm.
4: No, I was just Sorry.
2: saying that you guys have. Why does my mouth water every time I'm near a build bear <laughs> 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 oh, God. That's his famous line. Oh yeah, he says that a lot. No, oh God, what is my mouth water?
4: <laughs> I was just gonna say that you guys have so much to look forward to, uh, mm. like when your child hurts themselves while your wife is gone. That's what happened to me this morning. Oh, no, I mean, well, okay no. so, so first of all, my son has been home from daycare all week because uh, he got hand, foot and mouth, uh, disease from the daycare where they get like a rash on their bottoms and hands and, uh, and faces. So he's been home all week, which makes it super easy to do work. I don't know if you know that about,
2: oh yeah, no, for sure. Toddlers.
4: Yeah. So then, you know, we're like trading off and my wife had to go. All
2: right.
4: Thank you. Uh, had to go to like an (laughs) office visit. So she's gone. I'm taking care of the, uh, the baby. And, uh, he, he like just slips and takes a header on the kitchen floor and like splits his lip open, and that's oh, yeah. uh, that's the best time for your child to uh, injure themselves and 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 get blood on your shirt is when the wife is gone. I don't know if other parents have told you that, but, uh, well, but I'm yeah, sure I
5: she's it. stoked. She- She's stoked on you too, right? Oh yeah, like she's like, yeah. "Cool, I left for twenty minutes, yeah, and the so ba- you... baby's fucked up." No,
4: I'm super capable. We just have a little bit of blood on both of our shirts. Uh, it's fine. See, I would have watched the evidence. I, I would, you know. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, come on, man. He's got a fat lip. Everybody's gonna see that.
2: No, you just say like, oh yeah, that's part I guess that's part of the hand, foot and mouth disease thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that's it makes true. their lips split open. It's weird. Sometimes it gives them a black eye. <laughs> 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 no, but like uh no, I, also your kitchen, having been to your kitchen, it's you've that got stupid the stupid
4: floor, dude. I'm telling you. It's got the you. stupidest
2: floor in the yeah. world. It's just like uh it's like a bunch of pebbles glued together mm-hmm. type thing.
4: Someone thought Which, that was a good idea that you're uh, that our kitchen should look like the side, uh, of a hotel pool. Like, I guess it just yes. makes you feel like you're on vacation. So it looks like the kind of, yeah, it looks like the kind of flooring that people normally have around pools, but yes. someone decided to put it in my kitchen uh, and
2: and it uh makes it impossible to clean and yeah. if a glass oh yeah if glass if glass breaks <laughs> it gets it's yeah. there forever
4: yeah no i dropped an egg on it the other day and like i went to clean it and then i had barely I had like a couple yolk streaks on the <laughs> kitchen towel because like the rest of the egg just went somewhere else
2: it's just inside. It's like it's the strangest <laughs> yeah. design ever. Where away. it's like, what if you had topsoil in your kitchen? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like we, we need d- something. We absorbent. need drainage. <laughs> we need some drainage underneath the linoleum. <laughs> it's so strange because all I can think is there's just gonna be a whole ecosystem under oh, it yeah. that. yeah. Ugh. Yeah, there's but, people live people living below. Master?
4: Yeah, it's a stairmaster. Oh. Okay.
2: Sorry. I'm mastering the yeah. art
4: of um, climbing stairs.
2: Climbing the stairs. Are you a stair master? A stair master.
4: Dude, I do it. It's great.
2: Yeah. I mean,
4: I wasn't the driving force behind buying it, but uh, I'm happy it's here.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like it looks there. cool.
4: Yeah. Um dude, Sorry, dude. I feel like so much has gone on since we last podcasted. Like It's been, I don't know, seven years in uh, Kanye West time and uh yeah i just wanted to play my favorite clip of all time
5: please i don't think hitler was a good guy i get the uh the hugo boss uniforms amazing uh but i mean just cuz you're in love with the design you're a designer can we just kind of say like you like the, the you like the uniforms but that's about no, it no
1: we we no I, there, there's a lot of things that i love <laughs> about hitler a lot of things <laughs> 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 <laughs>
5: Why does he? So uh, why does he? Why does he like emphasize that part, Hitler? <laughs>
3: <laughs>
5: it's like he's coming, coming. as he yeah, he's talking about like the things he loves. As he's talking about Hitler, he
4: wants oh. you to know that there's not just one thing to love about Hitler. Like I think that's a key point in this
2: no like, there's a don't lot of people get it just
4: the look on alex jones's face i mean first of all it's alex jones he's chosen yeah. to have kanye west on his he show he also
2: loves hitler yeah, right. yeah he does yeah he does right but he's setting he's like, this up in a we way don't to talk
4: give- about that <laughs> he's trying to give him so many outs he's like look look i know you're a designer which first of all i don't know that that's like the first thing that i know about kanye west like it's yeah it's yeah, in there no. somewhere uh he's like yeah you know like everybody associates the nazis with hugo boss
2: and you're a designer like he's he's doing some fucking gymnastics there's a lot of gymnastics there it's like it's, yeah that's like a fucking at the end of that's like saying to any comedian oh i i know that you're primarily a designer because they sell a t-shirt with one of their jokes <laughs> yeah at the <laughs> end of every show that says like, like i'm with bitch on it or something yeah. Says, I'm that's why bitch. you like yeah that's if why you, you like my like i'm with bitch joke i've got uh, a <laughs> t-shirts at the end of the show that you I can do, buy
4: i still have a shirt that's probably uh 20 years old that says i'm with cock blocker on it and an arrow because some comedian gave it to me for free
2: after a show we did together <laughs> it's uh, i love those shirts because you it's always does like they're designed around a singular joke that mm-hmm. is usually like your closer. like i had how come shirts for a while yeah. that i was like selling <laughs> afterwards and then it was just like there's something like extra sad about like well if i don't sell uh enough shirts at the end of the show then i lose money from doing the art that i chose to <laughs> yeah. do and it's from like writing oh, my that's joke called- on a t-shirt
5: Right. right like it's you like, can't make money from the actual art you have to make no. money from selling shitty fucking t-shirts about your art
2: right exactly and it's like oh so that's a different business that's yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> like if you like my comedy i have a food truck that operates monday through friday <laughs> yeah we'll like you're, quit describing joe's life
5: it's like if you're a painter and you're like oh uh, I don't make money from. I don't ever sell the paintings, but I have fucking keychains that have yeah, the fucking right. paintings. Yeah, that, on I have
2: keychains with the designs on them. It's more like if, you know, I have a. You're a painter, and you're like, uh, if you really like my paintings, um, I'll suck your dick for five dollars. <laughs> 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 um, Dude, I, so Alex Jones is Alex Jones. Sorry. Yeah,
5: he's doing my favorite all favorite thing about works. that. Al- Go ahead. Yeah, I was just. I was just gonna say. I. I, I it's it's almost like Alex Jones wants to like he should have took taking Kanye like before and just been like look dude like so we all love Hitler. Okay, obviously.
3: <laughs> yeah. But just, we don't just like get a this out of a, way. That, I like Hitler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We all but oh, you, you like, like Hitler. Hitler.
5: We all love Hitler. We just don't talk we it's like you <laughs> get them to love Hitler without saying hey you should love Hitler. That's kind of what we're doing, you know?
2: You, you know how, uh, uh, Kanye, you know how when, uh, when blacks say something that's bad, uh, really mean it's good? Um, that's what we mean when we say we hate Hitler. Uh, so what we're saying is we love Hitler. So do that. Right. Do like the way you blacks, you know, when the blacks say, uh, you know, yeah. uh, something is crazy, they mean it's uh, good, insane. Um, you know, when they say something black, they mean it's white. You know, when they say it's up, then it means you gotta, gotta get up to get down, right? So... Um, when you say you love Hitler, um, it sounds like uh, to us that you're saying you hate Hitler. So reverse that, okay? And then, and then gotta flip it all a good time. <laughs> uh, I love Hitler. <laughs> I, I do. It, it, it's so, so you cool. like
4: Hugo Boss is what he's saying,
2: and then Kanye's yeah.
4: like, "Let me do it." everything i possibly can to shit all over this
2: point it's so (laughs) funny it's like like uh, there is uh, there you know obviously there are people out there who are like this is like a psyop Mm -hmm. uh trying to make conservatives look bad which uh (laughs) no it's not but i get why they would think that (laughs) no i mean i mean it's so mask off it's hilarious Oh, for sure i mean it
4: literally got elon musk to like censor
2: he did a free speech band. his whole
1: fake
4: thing was like he's gonna bring uh, like free speech free back speech. to twitter which is you know obviously bullshit but like but the-
2: he straight up says i am a free speech absolutist yeah which, <laughs> like what that means is that free speech <laughs> is any kind of speech hate speech all, speech all speech all speech free speech that's the whole concept of free speech absolutism and then he was just like Well, I can't. All right. Well, we can't do this. (laughs) (laughs) He says he
4: took it down because it was a swastika, but like it wasn't even real. Like people keep saying it was a swastika. It was more like Kanye's uh, attempt at the hardogram that uh, Bam Margera used to have, where it was like it was a swastika, but also a Star of David to, you know.
2: Right. No, it was the, it was honestly, it was K- Kanye's version of the coexist sticker yes. that has all the religions. <laughs> yeah, but one it's of them's a, a swastika. <laughs> <One> <laughs>
4: <of> them's... <laughs> yeah, he's trying to bring the Nazis together. <laughs> like the X is a swastika.
2: The X the... Is, <laughs> honestly, it's like so insane that it is, it is, it'd be brilliant if you didn't know Kanye wasn't deeply, deeply troubled and 100% serious. Like, there
4: are, I mean, he is getting to like one out of a thousand annoying people on Twitter who are like, um, you keep calling him crazy, but what he's saying is actually uh, oh, like no, kind of course. true. And you're like, of course, okay, yeah. Him and every college freshman that yes. have recognized uh, the complexity uh, at the heart of man. Uh, but he's yes. also like, <laughs> he's also like talking with his bottle of yuho and like a lacrosse net <laughs> a as net. a fucking puppet. So I think you have to take into account like all the
2: things that are happening beyond just the words that he's Dude, saying. That that to me was the funniest thing. When he he pulls out the net and a bottle of Yahoo, he brought props <laughs> to Alex Jones Yoo-hoo, to please. do a net to do a Netanyahu joke, right? Which then he starts doing the voice and he's like, "Hi, I'm Netanyahu. I'm breaking up Kanye's kind of family." And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh, you don't know who Netanyahu is? <laughs> you just think he is king of Jews <laughs> and." <laughs> And it, it is like very clear, because number one, if he, if he knew who Netanyahu actually was, uh, he would have know his voice is low, right, famously, right. famously low voice. And uh, so like him Yeah, in the my high head he sounds voice.
4: like Kissinger, I can't re- quite remember, but-
2: Yeah, I know he has a very low voice, and he almost has no accent, but then- occasionally the accent that comes out he's basically like uh i don't know he's chad dracula Mm -hmm. so like he he's he's a dracula who fucks (laughs) and i guess all dracula's fuck doesn't matter point is he has a very famously low voice and it's clear he just learned who netanyahu was and he was just like for some reason blaming netanyahu for his plight it's like dude you are very confused about jews like i knew already he had some insane thoughts about jews because he kept saying insane things about jews but the fact that he was like like his, his him targeting netanyahu makes so little sense that i'm not <laughs> i'm not sure where he's coming so, from other than you know, he's he, i know some people call him bb no, it's some of you call him Yahoo,
5: but we're going to call him Nettin.
3: What you want, man? Hey, hey, right after this, I'm going to say you crazy. I'm going to take your family away from you. We're not done with you yet. You cannot cause free <laughs> thought. We have to control the history books. We have to control the banks. And we have to go and kill people. Also, oh, so we're in the <laughs> So... <gasps> No! Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, Do you imagine like, love being, at,
5: at, being at the office at, at like Hugo Boss and everybody's like, Hey, there's like another funny Kanye video. Guys, like, come over here and check it out. And then it's just fucking him talking about Hugo Boss and fucking Uh-oh. Nazi. Oh, hey, wow. What's
2: up, Sammy? Sorry, weird. Sammy. <laughs> hey, Sammy, what do you think about Jews? Hugo Boss. What's up, dude? <laughs> Sammy, you like juice? He's trying to put his waffle on the microphone. Sorry. Oh, is that? What's going on, dude? <laughs> yeah. Hi, <Yeah>. am. <laughs> oh, yeah. <he's-> oh, boy.
5: <laughs> yeah, but Hugo Boss just like like on the sidelines just getting pulled in. Like, yeah, I had no strays. idea that they built fucking Nazi uniforms. And then it's just like now, all of a sudden, that's out there. In,
2: oh, that's everybody's yeah, been out a, there, like, but yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You had yeah. I, you gotta know that shit. You gotta know what brands were Nazi associated brands. You got Hugo Boss. You got VW, um, BMW, <clears throat> BMW. Uh, fucking. Uh, there's other but, ones. Adidas. Adidas. Nabisco. Um, New Adidas. Like, <clears throat> Airbnb. Um, <laughs> yeah. Twitter. Uh Twitter. Yeah. Comcast oh, the, Geico. The whole Netanyahu thing killed me because I was just like, <laughs> Motherfucker, you are working on some weird, like, deep level where you think like the prime minister of Israel is thinking about your family. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to steal your family and control the banks. It's very funny. <laughs> um and yeah, no, I like
4: the idea that alex jones is gonna bring him on and you know like somewhere it's like he's going down like the sliding scale of uh increasingly less influential reactionaries and yeah. uh, and they're all sort of thinking like oh this famous rapper is gonna legitimize me somehow yes. and then the first thing he does he shows up wearing a black sock over his head with zippers for the eyes uh and his prop youtube bottle that he's brought sorry you you bottle that he's yuhu. brought to fucking do
2: to say that netanyahu controls all the banks uh i gotta say the voice he's doing too is like would be a good elmo if he like yeah no like applied himself it's like south park mickey mouse that he's doing yeah it's funny because there also- already is an anti-semitic elmo in Times square <laughs> and now he's like oh shit was that kanye <laughs> the whole time also do we
5: do we think that like hitler was sitting there with like different like mock-ups of uniforms like mm, not that one this one 100%, you know what I, mean? 100%. Like, I, think main, of- I think that was the that, main
4: i think that was the main point of nazism and they saw yes. so, and the jew thing was just like a side gig that they that they sort the of jew did was for
2: clout that- the only way that they could get the raw materials to make the fly ass uniforms was by, you know, paying Jews. And they were like, fuck that. We're yeah. going to, you know, these guys, they dude, control the wild. fur industry. You know? They were just that's kind
4: like, of like a repressed, homoerotic frat that really, you know, they
2: like 100%. uniforms
4: were their main thing, like from the beginning.
2: Yeah. Exactly, dude. Exactly. Like, literally, it was all aesthetics. Like, fascism is just. It's about that's why you see like all the modern like neo fascists are like uh, you know uh, Im- reject modernity. No, they're and, they're angry. You know, the first thing they're angry at tradition, and it's always like you know by tradition they mean like uh, strong, a strong smart haircut, like literally a smart, like a smart uh, yeah, haircut, a smart and like haircut and a tie. Yeah,
4: exactly. Like the fir- that's why the first thing they're always mad about is like. People they, they they go straight to like oh you know someone with blue hair that's like woke
2: it's like right. they don't yeah they're, like the big they're thing obsessed. about them is they
4: don't like that they're sloppy I think is a big right. issue. Yeah.
3: They
2: they they have a a big problem with ugly people which is very funny because they are some of the ugliest people in the world but they're like yeah but I've only been made ugly because of modernity and the Jews <laughs> the Jews um yeah it's a uh, it's a great time to be Jewish in america
4: (laughs) yes yes it's a lot of fun
2: um well
5: i'm learning i'm learning more about hitler than i ever thought. Kanye's having like a a fucking impact on my level of hitler knowledge now because i didn't know any of this fucking shit
4: he's raising awareness man
2: now you know he really is the the amount of like like what did he say he's like everyone has has something about them that's you know wonderful especially hitler um (laughs) and uh like he, his whole thing was like hitler invented highways and microphones <laughs> and i was like hitler did what now <laughs> did, I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> huh <laughs> and uh microphones been around before hitler <laughs> right, dog
4: right yeah what was he making his speeches on
2: yeah uh and highways before this i was just talking into a beer, into a beer glass we had the beer glass and then we had a uh, string uh, that went all the way across town. So that, and then a bigger beer glass, and then I would go hi. <laughs> I hate the juice. Hello, it's but me. Then Adolf. I said, what if we made this with with uh, with wires? <laughs> and then I did it. Yeah, <clears throat> I invented. I, mean, I invented a lot of things. I invented peanut butter. <laughs> um, what did I invent? I invented. Um, the a post-it note. The post, yeah. I was the first person who said, uh, what if we put a little bit of glue there? Yeah, <laughs> and uh, let's see, what else did I invent? Uh, all, all puppets. Was oh, the puppets. first person to say, what, what if we uh made like a little guy, right? <laughs> so, what if there was There's a tiny a, little
4: man sitting on my a, lap?
2: Yeah, a tiny man sitting on my lap. I move his mouth <laughs> and I make him say, like, fuck you to me. Sometimes he like,
4: argues with me.
2: That he argues with me about things and uh, everybody laughs, everyone has a great time. What else did I? Oh, I invented the bobblehead. I was the first person (laughs) to say, like, what if uh, like a miniature but with like a head that's big and go, whoa, 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 that would be fun. (laughs) Um, I invented the Sibian, (coughs) the Sibian, oh wow, yes, I said that's uh, the sex, women yes i said women very much enjoy when their clitoris does vibrations yeah so i said what if we made some sort of contraption where you sit on it like a saddle and then on the howard stern show i invented howard stern Mm -hmm. uh on the howard stern show uh women could sit on there and have an orgasm and everyone laughs but they also get horny (laughs) i invented the sun i was the first person (laughs) to say it's too dark uh anyways oh he's he's leaving what happened oh i just got tired uh i i have a new invention it's called sleeping (laughs) okay ever heard of it are you gonna do it forever now i would like to bye oh shit he killed himself oh darn oh darn that's too bad yeah now kanye went on like uh gavin McInnes' show (laughs) um and uh people forget on, like like...
4: Uh, like all these people i mean they're basically platforming s- who, someone who's clearly in the midst of like a manic episode or some yes, sort of like, mental breakdown <laughs> and like with with uh with alex jones like that is kind of alex jones's claim to fame the first time i was ever aware of alex jones was when charlie sheen did that fucking interview where he's talking about winning and being like a warlock and all that shit and uh, and I was like, who is this fucking discount Rush Limbaugh who who is just like sucking this guy off and uh, and playing into his his every delusion when this guy's clearly on a ton of drugs? right Yeah. Now?
2: Yeah. I, I feel like, um, you know, <clears throat> Alex Jones and, and not just him, but like a, a lot of these grifters are always like desperate for um, an actual celebrity. Yeah. To, you know, to give give them the real scoop on Hollywood. Right, and I mean, whatnot. and also
4: like a celebrity in the midst of a breakdown. Like it's, it's hard to do better ratings than that. Like do better ratings wise right. than that. Cause it's like, of course, everyone's going to report on the celeb fucking smearing shit on the walls. Yeah. And, that's uh, a lot guess what? They have to play the clip from your show when they do it.
2: Yes. But the great thing uh, about it <laughs> when it comes to like Kanye is that like, his mental breakdown is is totally. I mean, I mean, for for all of these fools, these like right wing people, they're all in a contest to see who can be the one to like get through to him on an intellectual level. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he is just so <laughs> like he's he just, just shows so up with his there. underwear on his head. Fucking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I well, I think I think that's like a funny
5: part about all these guys is that they they're like well i'm not anti-semitic i'm not racist and here's 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 my thought process of why Mm -hmm. like that gavin clip he's like he's like blacks they they kill everybody right but (laughs) when i meet a black i treat them like this is the first black i've ever met you know what i mean like he says some shit like that like that in his mind that's what he's been telling himself I'm not racist because I this is how I think about yeah, it. Yeah, and he said, do you and that, he tells do you, Kanye
2: Yeah, do you do that with Kanye Jewish goes, people? Yeah, and and he goes, he goes, no. He goes, Nope. <laughs> just straight up. <laughs> and so
5: it's like they're trying to work their bullshit on him, and yeah. he's like, What are you guys talking about? Like, confidently
2: like Hitler. Like, confidently. <laughs> just yeah. like, yeah, no, I know. No, listen, a lot of things. A lot, a lot of things. I don't like Jews, and I'm tired of pretending that we all do. It's like it is very, very mask off while wearing a mask, which is (laughs) – Yeah, that's the irony. See, he's still an artist through it all. He's a true artist. Yeah, they're like,
5: oh, how can I – I'm going to, like, help him clarify what he's actually trying to say. And yeah. he's like, yeah. So what I'm trying to say is, I love
2: Hitler. <laughs> so good, and I love it too because. Can like, I make it clearer? They don't have, you know, the right doesn't have like, I don't want to say like celebrities like modern like or like, no. It's uh, always
4: a discount it, like state fair ass celebrities like Kevin Sorbo
2: and fucking uh, and right the guy and, who
4: played the and Dean kane and like
2: yes yeah Dean Cain and, fu- and Rob Low. No, I think Rob Lowe's cool. I think you
5: mean Rob Schneider, maybe. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I thought Rob Lowe was like some fucking dude. I think Rob
2: Lowe is. Remember, I don't. Lowe I don't remember. Is, Rob Lowe is very. Like, I thought he was bland.
4: Most, like I thought he's bland and neutral. He's the like guy he who goes, shows up wearing a a, a hat NFL. that says NFL on it to a football game, <laughs> to which the is great. Super Bowl. <laughs>
2: yeah, um, but no. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, no, but like finally with Kanye, they're like we finally, you know. We have a black, you know, uh-huh, and, yeah. uh, and then and a
4: famous uh, one, like a really famous one.
2: No, right. Like, like a very famous, like the most famous black yeah. guy. And there, and he's just like, I love Hitler. And they're like, no, our, blacks. <laughs> yeah. no, our
5: black, no, so not our black, not our yeah. black, Jewish. <laughs>
3: All
4: right. <laughs> All right. But yeah, I mean, that was fun. And look, We'll get to the Fablemans at some point because I made you guys watch it. Um, Speaking of Jews.
2: Hey, everyone. Matt Lieb here with an annoying mid-roll ad that I'm going to be playing until March 17th. Why March 17th, you ask? Well, (laughs) because I'm going to be co-headlining the Sacramento Punchline on Sunday, March 17th at 7 p.m., With my wife, Francesca Fiorentini. I would love it if you all bought your tickets to it. It's going to be really fun. Um, You helped us sell out uh, when we co-headlined the San Francisco Punchline. And now I'm asking for you to do it again. That's right. If you're in the Sacramento area or somewhere nearby, um, come to the Sacramento Punchline Sunday, March 17th. 7 p.m. It's gonna be so much fun. I'm gonna be there. Francesca's gonna be there. Uh, someone else is gonna open for us. I don't know who, but someone probably pretty funny. You're gonna have a great time, and you can get your tickets right now by either clicking the link uh, that's in the show notes or going to punchlinesack.com and uh, buying your tickets. Do it. And if you can't go, hey, maybe you have friends who are in the area, and you you know you can tell them like, hey, you like comedy. Come see this guy who does a podcast and his wife who also does a podcast. It'll be great. So, yes, please come. Sacramento Punchline, March 17th. That's a Sunday at 7 p.m. Come, enjoy, laugh, love.
0: All right.
2: But, we gotta talk about fable names. But what? But uh there was also
4: the huge article about I don't know if we ever talked about her, the Grey's Anatomy
2: writer. Oh, who... please. I, I I just found out about this last night. Oh really? And oh yeah. Yes. I had no idea. I, I had read some other I knew about some other writer who pretended to be like a um like she stole valor in mm-hmm. order to get into a writer's room. Probably
4: yeah, that was basically this. It was yeah, 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 no, no, this, th- no, is this was a different one. The other one stole valor by pretending mm. to be in the military and that was yes. fake. And this is a completely different writer who uh <laughs> pretended to have cancer um oh, and parlayed it, a lot. <laughs> parlayed it into a job writing for Gray's Anatomy. It's kind of funny because like I don't know, maybe 3 days ago, Brendan texted was on a group I was on a group chat with Brendan and he was like Hey, did anyone ever uh, call to yell at Ben's uh, ex-girlfriend who pretended to have cancer? Um, because like as longtime listeners of the broadcast know, uh, mm-hmm. our founding co-host, uh, Ben, he had dated this girl. He actually brought her to... He met her on the frotcast. We were, he was, he was blooping in live from Bermuda and it was right after he'd met her on a vacation. Right. And so he started dating her. He brought her to our like live frotcast, uh, in Chicago a million years ago. Um, and, uh, it turned out that she, she had told him that she had a brain tumor and she was going through chemo and all this crazy shit. Um, and it turned out that she was lying. Like none of it was true.
5: And yeah, then, and
2: then which is then, funny
5: for a girl to do because a girl literally doesn't have to be interesting at all for you to like want to fuck her. First of all, yeah, especially right? like her, it's like, like,
4: like she was like a she was like a cute blonde girl. Like she didn't have, she definitely yeah. did not need like boom, you're, you're already in.
2: Yeah, I feel the same thing about like the black Hebrew Israelites. Like, why do you want to be Jewish where you're already black? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're already cool. <laughs> yeah, you're already cool. You you want to add Jew right. to it? I mean, come on yeah it's that's too much <laughs> there already are black jews you ask them if they enjoy it all right
3: yeah, it's know. hard sammy for davis
2: look looked pretty happy no yeah i mean you know what it's, looks can be deceiving yeah um you so anyway both communities up your ass at all times anyways so then ben yeah. uh actually got cancer and died right uh-huh that's the button and that's the sad button to that story the sad button to that story is uh yeah was was that And no, no one called. Did anyone ever call to yell at? i never No, I never call. I don't know
4: like what her phone number was. Like, I don't, I barely, I don't remember her name. I'm sure I could find it if I like looked hard enough, but uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, no one did that. Um, So anyway, that was like three days ago that Brendan reminded me of that. And then today there's a follow-up story.
5: uh, Sorry. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. Was Was she still with him? when
4: no, he died no no okay. no, no it blew okay, up okay. once he found out that you know she was lying about cancer at one point like her one of her ex because they were doing it long distance which was part of the deal like she lived in uh boston i think and uh mm-hmm. anyway at one point like one of her exes called ben to like try to warn him but it was like she told him that it was just like a jealous ex or something like that. And so he kind of dismissed it at first. And then it was very gone girl. And yeah. she kind of looked
2: like gone. Girl. Yeah,
4: very much. Yeah. And then the lies sort of started to pile up at one point. Like he, uh, call, he got a, he asked to be put in touch with one of her doctors and she somehow found someone to like pretend to be a doctor, uh, to pretend to be her cancer doctor at some point. <laughs> That's the craziest part of the story to me is that, she was able to find someone to
2: help her. The lengths that about. people go to, like keep a lie going, is very funny to me. It's yeah, like dude, I, I, I find I it know. fascinating. Any big liar, I'm always like, I, I kind of, no matter how like evil they are, and how fucked up the lie is, like I still want to hear more about them. Yeah, I find them so fascinating. Oh, for sure, because it, it just like there's the amount of work that goes into like maintaining a lie. As I think most normal liars, you lie about something and then you slowly, you know, you start kind of like pretending that that lie never happened. <laughs> yeah. And then no one asks about it. But Yeah, uh, you keep yeah.
4: hoping, yeah, you hope people start to forget about it right as, you know, at, at the same at the same speed at which your like guilt from overlying right. dissipates. Yeah, for me like the most interesting aspect is people that tell one big lie that is super successful and like does exactly what they want to happen. Uh, and then they keep just lying unnecessarily about completely unrelated things that end up in them getting caught. Like, why did you need to add those three other lies that got you nothing? Like,
2: yeah, yeah. There's like a compulsion to it where it's like, you know, there's people who are compulsive liars and they can't, they can't help it, and I find that to be yeah totally fascinating. So this this Grey's Anatomy writer, sorry
4: Joe, did you didn't have a question about? Uh...
5: No, no, no. I just had a story. I knew a girl, and she was dating this dude, and he would get drunk, and he would fucking like flip out. I don't know if he ever like hit her, but he would like throw fucking fits and go crazy and shit when he was drunk. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? She's like, he has PTSD from being a scout sniper. And then she would – so she was, like, comforting this guy and dating him for, like, a year, like, this whole time, like, trying to help him through this PTSD. And then it turns out, like, he was never in the military. He was just, like, a crazy fucking alcoholic guy.
2: Of course. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yeah. Dirty John. Of course. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so at, at, least, pretty cool. at least that lie, there's – I don't know. There's, It's, like, there's utility to it where you're, like, I'm Yeah, oh, you can't I'm get mad at me for being crazy, yeah. I'm a drunk who's like, who hits women. I need to have a sob story (laughs) to excuse this, (laughs) you know?
5: Dude. Also there's, there's there's guys, you know, too, where it's like, I wouldn't call them liars, but they're just full of shit. They're like successfully full of shit. Like everything is just kind of full of shit. They're just like full of shit. And they, they get a lot of success and you're like, I can't. Everybody tell this guy's full of shit, but they're not right. like. Well, he's not lying. He, he's not mm. like a liar. He doesn't lie about stuff. It's like no, but they're just full of shit. They just
2: yeah. Some people are full it, of shit. Everything's like,
5: just, I, it's just like a little bit more than what's actually real. You know
2: exactly. Exactly. I feel like um like Donald Trump is like someone who I would say is just full of shit. Yeah, like, I mean David someone...
4: David Chappelle. Like Dave Chappelle actually had like a kind of a good take on that, and his. S N L monologue where he's like, "This is a lot of people's first experience with an honest liar," where he's like telling them, "Yes, I know the system is rigged because I helped rig it." And then, right? Yeah, yeah. "Yeah, Okay. Like, yeah. There's a certain charm that comes with, uh, like, brazen, like that kind of brazenness. Like, you almost people almost respect it in a weird way. Yeah,
2: right. But it's like it's also it's. um, I don't know if it's like a pathological thing as much or 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 if it is pathological it's almost like i don't know but it it serves like this very particular purpose whereas like to me the interesting people are the ones who are like um i have been on the moon and you're just like oh for real i thought only astronauts were on the moon and they're like i know my dad was an astronaut there was this program that very few people knew about take your kids and and you could take Take your your kids kids to to the world (laughs) <laughs> so i went to the moon i walked on the moon and like those people are interesting to me because i'm like there was no purpose to this <laughs> right like yeah. right like uh, th- you yeah, lied yeah. for no reason there and was the amount yeah. of there was, work there was one, there was one time we yeah were... it's like the intent is the difference between bullshit yeah, yeah. and
4: a liar yeah. there was one time it's we're, like there's a purpose we're at some house party and i was with one of my college friends and we we're meeting these we met we met these girls and we were talking to him, and, and he was just like, oh, yeah, we're from Utah. And they're like, oh, really, blah, blah, blah. And, and uh, they walked away, and I was like, why the fuck would you tell them that we're from Utah? That's, not, that's like a weird thing to lie about. Why, like, you could have picked, like, a cool place or said, like, yeah. <laughs> like I mean, <laughs> not that, nothing world. wrong with Utah, but, like, it's a weird place to lie about being from. And he just goes, yeah. you got to lie to them so they know you don't respect them. <laughs>
2: Oh, man, that's... Yeah,
4: like, oh, my to, God. I get, don't know. That's like a yeah, fucking cool. Russian nesting doll of uh, pathos right there. Yeah, a lot of pathos <laughs> going on there.
2: I don't even want to dig into it. That's right, like... It, right. With that, you're yeah. like, I don't want to know, man. I don't want to know why.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, so this lady.
3: So this
4: lady. She. Addis, what's her name? Her name is something Spencer. Hold on, let me find it. Uh, it is...
2: It's like Hillary...
4: Bluff or some shit. <laughs> no. Yeah. Sorry. It Hillary Bluff. Uh, Elizabeth wow. Finch, sorry. That's it.
2: Elizabeth Finch. Elizabeth
4: Finch. So yeah, so she um she was like an aspiring writer. She had gotten a job on True Blood at some point, and then she uh she'd always wanted to work for Gray's Anatomy, and uh-huh. she made up this kind of bone can this <laughs> can you rare Imagine
5: wanting to <laughs> she- <laughs>
4: Right. She positioned herself as like the survivor of this rare form of bone cancer. Uh, Right. And so they like sort of got her that's that's sort of helped get her on the show. And she would pitch storylines that were like, you know, based on her own cancer struggle. And she went took it like super far where she would, you know, she had like a fake chemo drain like in her chest yeah, and she... she
2: would tape on a catheter from yes. the article <laughs> I read. yeah she taped on like yeah like a like a drain catheter in her arm uh, uh, just and shaved her head and oh man yeah so that, that was
4: but that was that's the, only the beginning that's of only the lies, the, like though. like again All of that was successful. Like the lie that she had cancer was going fucking great. She was in a position. They got her
2: into uh, Grey's Anatomy writing room. Mm -hmm. You know, we're talking network TV drama writing room, still on the air today, like Like twenty
5: seasons or some crazy
2: shit. Yeah, endless money. Like not only that, she was like for life. She apparently was like
4: she apparently like was in a position of authority in the writers' room. Uh, Here's a here's a so this is from the Ankler, uh, which was the guy who discovered all this in the first place and yeah now she's doing her first interview uh since it all came down um this is with
2: the ankler again which yeah. i love that like the guy who uh or the person who like exposed this whole thing was like hey let's get the rest of the story yeah. how's it going for
4: you <laughs> so this is someone else uh in describing how she was in the writer's room um mm-hmm. she was quietly volcanic and would see with no th- no sound says another former colleague Finch had her own chair in the writer's room that no one was allowed to sit in, even when she wasn't present. Further complicating matters was the cozy relationship between Vernoff, who I think is the showrunner, and Finch. Uh, It got to the point where Finch and Vernoff would do press junkets together. To the others, the message was clear. To cross Finch risked crossing the boss. On at least two occasions, Finch was triggered in the writer's room when another writer pitched an idea that cut a little too close to her imagined self. Uh, In both instances, the writers were asked by management to apologize to her. Elizabeth made people uncomfortable. That was her special skill, says the writer. Uh, Oh, my God.
2: (laughs) Just a total scumbag.
4: Yeah. And eventually, uh, yeah, there was a guy that kind of figured it out figured it out um fred einsman was growing concerned the physician turned industry consultant had been hired as an executive producer on gray's anatomy in 2015 uh, einsman is part of a small cadre of real-life medical experts hired by medical shows to apply a level of verisimilitude to scripts that weave complex medical ideas into storylines uh, einsman's concerns were twofold he was both confused and skeptical of the stories that one writer in particular had been sharing about her own life At the time, Finch had consolidated a fair amount of power within the writer's room uh, and was comfortable throwing her weight around. Uh, (laughs) uh, She was now regularly sharing stories with her colleagues about her cancer and chemotherapy, but in Einsmann's estimation, her demeanor and anecdotes didn't square with the reality of actual cancer treatment. He was also upset with the dynamics among some of the writers. He specifically didn't like the way Finch treated some of her colleagues. She would often bully other writers and regularly weaponized her cancer survivor status to silence critics. Uh, einsman took his concerns to Vernoff and human resources. Uh, according to several sources, the concerns were ignored. Um, yeah. So basically it's, you know, like all this eventually came out. Um, but to me, like the most interesting part of this is that she did all this. It worked out. She was in this position of authority, but she just like, couldn't stop like she eventually would she started writing like essays about you know being a cancer survivor and working uh-huh. on Gray's like in uh like you know for Elle and uh the Hollywood Reporter mm-hmm. and just had like random details uh in there like she claimed that she was at the vic- the she, she claimed that she was uh at the Tree of Life synagogue shooting um <laughs> what and that uh at one point she like sorry i gotta find it
2: she was in building two during (laughs) 9-11
4: yeah after the 2018 terrorist attack on the tree of life synagogue uh finch claimed that she'd been a regular congregant there in college she'd attended nearby carnegie mellon for undergraduate degree and that she'd lost a close friend in the shooting she asked for time off from Gray's to fly to pittsburgh to help make burial arrangements for her (laughs) deceased friends Uh, She told people the FBI allowed her into the site to help collect the remains as required by Jewish tradition. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The only true part was that, yes, while in college, she had attended a few services at the temple. She did not know any of the victims. Then came
2: another doozy. That's the craziest thing. (laughs) That's the craziest thing. You already are like, you actually did attend some services at Tree of Life. You have a connection to this synagogue. You don't need more than that. Yeah. Other than, like, what are you, like, you're flying out there going like, I knew these people. Like, you fucking psycho. Um yeah that's like this it's every single poster online who's just like every single thing has to be about me mm-hmm. like that's what it reminds me of like i am the main character of the universe and i have and... receipts for some reason and yes. also
4: yeah it's like yes ending themselves like no one's in there yeah. <laughs> no one's there it's like yeah and i was no one, there uh and i just... had to
2: go and the fbi left let me in to take care yeah, of the remains yeah. uh and yeah yeah and i knew them and uh i've survived the holocaust And I got cancer at the Boston bombing. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Like, what the fuck is Uh, happening? Then came
4: another doozy. In 2019, she told colleagues that her older brother, Eric, had committed suicide. Uh, I've been gone. These things
2: are too verifiable. (laughs) (laughs) I've
4: been gone because my brother died by suicide, she wrote in a note explaining an absence from the Gray's writer's room. He was on life support for a short while, but ultimately did not survive. I say this not because I need or want anything from anyone. I'm not a delicate Mm. flower or whatever. I just want people to know I'm still here, still part of the team, she wrote. In fact, her brother, Eric, is a doctor who currently works in Florida today. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Like psycho, psycho, 2019. 2019 Google exists now
4: you know (laughs) there was a time a Gulf War veteran had stalked her for months slashing her tires and leaving a knife slammed in the front door of her apartment another time she arrived at the office visibly upset she'd been the victim of a road rage incident she said and after the male assailant caught up with her at a red light he exposed his genitalia and masturbated in front of her Mm -hmm. Finch would often take to that's a long light
2: (laughs) I didn't say finished oh Oh, he finished Uh, finch would often she had been allowed to talk more she would have ended with and then he finished and then i got pregnant and then i had an abortion oh Oh, the there's an abortion in this
1: story
4: too there's also a fake abortion in this
2: (laughs) wouldn't you just go through the red light at that
5: point i mean assuming it wasn't (laughs) that busy you just take off or back up or something
2: i mean if it's in la dude you never, you uh, never know i'd sit and watch but, I'm yeah, a man, yes, I, I'm not, like, freaked out by it. And I, I always feel like that's something I have to remember. Anytime someone talks about p- men who expose themselves, like, for for a lot of women, like, that is, like, some scary-ass, horrifying shit. For me, every time I see a guy jerking off in public, I'm like, look at this guy. Yeah, look at him.
4: You're, like, taking notes <laughs> on his technique. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, he really
4: this... he really put a twist in there at the end. That's yeah,
2: interesting. Yeah, yeah. He's having fun. I, re- I
5: remember... I- I was at a, a union station and there is this dude he's this tiny little Mexican dude. And he had his fucking dick on. And he got the biggest reddest boner I've ever seen. <laughs> and he's just standing by the urinals, but he, he's acting like he's peeing, but he's like three feet back from the urinal and he was just jacking <laughs> off. And he was lo- looking at me and I was peeing next to this like black dude. And I was trying to look at the black dude, like, Hey, uh, do you see this fucking guy right here? <laughs> and the black dude was just, just kind of like scared of me, right? Because I'm trying to acknowledge Cause him. Because you're looking I'm at just, him while he's peeing. Yeah, because I'm the one that's like looking next, and I'm standing next to him. But I just wanted to be like, no, dude, there's a dude jacking off. And then I finished peeing, and I just stared at it for a while. Like, why is this guy's boner so red? But it was I probably because he's been jacking off It's all like day. when you,
2: <laughs> it's like when you're trying to honk at the person in front of the yeah. person in front of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're just like, it's not for you. Tell him. <laughs> right. Tell him. No, not you. Him. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
4: Finch would often take to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to share some of these harrowing events, like the time an anti-Semitic flyer was slipped under her front door. I asked her about these three stories, and she claimed that all three actually happened. Uh,
2: yeah, maybe. I don't know, man. Why did she? I didn't know she was... I didn't know she was Jewish, and that like ruins it for me <laughs> because I'm so. I like that annoys the shit out of me because the number one fucking like anytime something anti Semitic happens, like someone draws a swastika, everyone's like, it was probably the rabbi. And it's because <laughs> assholes like this exist. It's like the Jussie Smullett thing, yeah, where you're just like, God damn it, Jussie, do you know like how much. Yeah, how much, You like ruin it for everyone else right. who actually experiences that shit. Oh, what an asshole.
4: Yeah. And when um, people do it, I'm sure they're like partially feeding on the fact that like, yeah, people might not believe you because this is too weird.
2: Right. Right. Exactly. I mean, and so wait, so she had an abortion. Yeah. She
4: lied about an abortion at one point. Hold on. I got to find that part because it's whew. Uh, Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, It wasn't enough to tell people that she had to make a wrenching decision to abort the fetus from an unplanned pregnancy or risk her own life by foregoing the life-saving treatment. She weaponized it, taping a political campaign video during the explosive confirmation hearings of Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. It wasn't a decision I I took lightly, said Finch, staring intently into the camera for now this, but it was the right choice for me, the only choice for me. If Kavanaugh were on the Supreme Court when I got pregnant, what choice would I have had?
2: Oh my god. Oh
5: god. Do you, do you think that this woman would have had like I I'm sure there's people that are this fucking crazy in every industry but I feel like LA is uniquely set up to oh, yeah. for them to actually succeed at it whereas everybody yes. else would be like hey that person's fucking crazy like get away from them.
4: I mean Ugh. Yeah, like the whole uh, the whole thing
5: like is in LA. You're like trained not to ask and fucking question. Well, and do, I mean, it's, be like, you're supposed to don't...
4: believe. Yeah, you're supposed to believe abuse survivors. That's like the whole uh, the whole thing. And, and that's like 99.9 na- percent of the time, it's probably true. But then you get this one asshole,
5: right? That ruins it for everybody. But that's so, yeah,
4: kind of what makes that's... them interesting too. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <clears throat>
2: So, uh, like, part of this, like, new article that that kind of, like, update the interview with her, it goes, Today, she's an absolute pariah. The mere mention of her name in certain quarters of the industry causes visible revulsion. Her phone doesn't ring. Her emails go unanswered. Her wife left her. Family members disowned her, and she's no longer allowed to see the children she helped rear for several years. She fills her days talk- taking long walks and talking to her therapist. And I'm thinking to myself, how many of those are lies (laughs) yeah no i know she's a (laughs) she's a lesbian i guess i don't know
4: no yes okay dude not only that so she met this uh this abuse survivor uh in some sort of like therapy context and and like married her and this woman had like five kids from an ex-husband who was like abusive and committed suicide. And she took parts of her story. Like she probably took the suicide thing and like invented it for her brother. So yeah, it was like a whole, a whole deal. Um, to your point, Matt, like that was, I mean, that was the big question the whole time I was reading it was like, how much is she still lying about now? And Mm -hmm. like, what is the angle here? Cause for sure there's like an angle to doing this in the first place. Um, And there's a little piece. Uh, A chunk of our final conversation was spent discussing an upcoming photo shoot that would take place at her house. She was worried about the logistics and weather, and on several occasions, she asked who the hair and makeup artist would be. After the shoot, she emailed to ask if she could have some of the extra photos that weren't used. She was particularly interested in shots showing her crying. god she also <laughs> she also wouldn't let the guy into her house for some reason yeah it's like there's
2: still a whole whole lot going on there right i love you're one still of the a crazy
5: person it didn't fix anything
2: one of the quotes was what i did was wrong not okay fucked up all the words <laughs> I, people who speak like the, with the soy dialogue i'm like you're all fucking <laughs> yeah it's like you're all fucking crazy all the words well you're a writer
4: oh, i'm just so ex- exhausted from apologizing to everyone that uh <laughs> you guys can fill in the blanks on this one.
2: Oh my god oh man finch is still adamant that her compulsive lying was solely a product of her real life trauma yeah i'm sure i'm sure that's uh yeah now I'm her sure.
4: now her story is that it was a response to her older brother being abusive um and, the one uh, who
2: he said killed
4: himself yeah that's the one <laughs> yeah God. and maybe he was but when you already pretended
2: that he had suicide uh, he
4: committed suicide and he didn't uh it's a little harder to
2: believe now listen my older brother was fucking abusive as shit and <laughs> i lie v- about very little things mostly about movies i've seen or haven't seen mm. sometimes i'll say i haven't seen a movie i've seen or i'll say i've seen a movie i haven't seen Sometimes I won't remember that I've seen a movie. Yeah. That happens. Sometimes I'll be like,
4: oh, what movie? And then I'll Google it and I'll find my own review. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, I guess I did see that.
2: Yeah, I saw it. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, oh I've ever seen. Yeah, look, I gave it a
4: solid B+. Interesting.
2: Oh, man. (laughs) Speaking of solid B+,
4: pluses, we all saw The Fablemans. Speaking
2: of Jewish liars... (laughs) Hey everyone, Matt Lieb here with an annoying mid-roll ad that I'm going to be playing until March 17th. Why March 17th, you ask? Well, (laughs) because I'm going to be co-headlining the Sacramento Punchline on Sunday, March 17th at 7pm. With my wife, Francesca Fiorentini. I would love it if you all bought your tickets to it. It's going to be really fun. Um, You helped us sell out uh, when we co-headlined the San Francisco Punchline. And now I'm asking for you to do it again. That's right. If you're in the Sacramento area or somewhere nearby, um, come to the Sacramento Punchline Sunday, March 17th. 7 p.m. It's gonna be so much fun. I'm gonna be there. Francesca's gonna be there. Uh, someone else is gonna open for us. I don't know who, but someone probably pretty funny. You're gonna have a great time, and you can get your tickets right now by either clicking the link uh, that's in the show notes or going to punchlinesack.com and uh, buying your tickets. Do it. And if you can't go, hey, maybe you have friends who are in the area, and you you know you can tell them like, hey, you like comedy. Come see this guy who does a podcast and his wife, who also does a podcast. It'll be great. So, yes, please come. Sacramento Punchline, March 17th. That's a Sunday at 7 p.m. Come, enjoy, laugh, love. All right. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the Filet-O-Fish Sandwich all day. Like, a Semitism-heavy episode. No, this was about a
4: Jewish truth-teller, I think. This was Steven Spielberg finally telling us a little
2: about himself. Now, this is a question I have. How much of this is... Does he call this autobiographical, or does he say loosely based on my life? I think
4: semi-autobiographical is uh, the official term. I'm not
5: sure. I mean, (laughs) but... Yeah, why wouldn't why would you? Uh, that was one of my biggest complaints. Was why wouldn't you just make the lead character named Steven, And why wouldn't you just make it about your life? Why yeah, call it the I, Fableman's? Why call it Sammy? Like I, I, I don't know. Also, Sometimes I'm like,
4: well, because if you if you don't fictionalize at all, you can't give him an amazing name like Fableman.
2: I felt like yeah I, I hated that. Yeah, to me I was like fable, man. Like I like it. I don't understand what just you're if this is about you then just call it the Spielberg's. If it's like but semi-autobiographical, yeah. I mean I get it, but
4: mm. The New York Times calls it both autobiographical and semi-autobiographical, so you know. Take oh, that's that good. For what you will.
5: I guess I didn't really have a problem with that when I saw 8
2: Mile, but <laughs> I feel like I don't Eight know. Mile is eight not mile had really autobiographical.
4: No, yeah, no. This one is much more like
2: directly autobiographical. Yeah, that, that's true. Because like the movies that they're showing him making as a kid are movies that he made as a kid. I remember seeing um I think I was like watching I forget what it was like the the special edition like the behind the scenes or whatever of like uh what was it Band of Brothers and they were showing kind of like or or maybe it was um uh uh, saving private ryan and they had clips of like some of his uh movies he made as a kid Mm -hmm. and how he like did special effects as a kid um and you know like made it look like bullets were coming out and all that stuff and they use that stuff in the movie um so i was like okay so this is this is by a biography in a sense but the they're not telling us what stuff isn't real so yeah. i'm like so did his mom leave his dad for his dad's best friend is i believe
4: that, a- that part was true or the at least that there was a yeah like that a part divorce, true divorce involved right
5: no that part um, is true they the mom <laughs> fell in love with the i remember that that
2: is a real thing so, mom fell in love with Seth Rogen. That's uh, did the mom really get <laughs> yeah. a monkey? Like, these are the questions I have. Like, is the monkey the monkey yeah. feels like it has to be real? Because why would you add that? Why would you add the monkey? It's not even a good like metaphor, you know what I mean? Mm. It's like too it's too out there to be fake. Like, it's not it's not um poetic enough to be like, oh, we just added that for flair. Like, ah, yeah, I like the monkey. I mean.
4: Dude, that's production value. No, no right I there. like
2: it if it's real. I assume it's real that he, her mom, his mom, got a monkey, beak, and named it after the man <laughs> she loved <laughs> because she missed him so. <laughs> like that, I yeah, that's true. Real, I
5: guess Mo- Steven's mother, Leah Spielberg, really did bring home a monkey to be a family pet.
2: Yeah. Okay, that's
4: good. So, I'm glad you correctly surmised that it was true yes fair enough
2: i just want to make you know like like there are things in it this is my problem with like semi biographical or autobiographical things is that i'm like okay but there are aspects to this that i i know already it's a dramatization when someone does a biopic or whatnot i already know it's a dramatization there are going to be some things that you add you know time timelines change in order to make something more kind of like wrap it up in a nice bow and like whatnot but like if you're calling it the fableman's and I'm like, okay, some of this is going to be a fable. Right. Yeah. And so I don't know what it is. So yeah. I still feel like, <laughs> yeah, I don't the know. Title the title is Steven like Spielberg is the, a liar. Right. He's calling yeah, himself got a liar
4: you. in the title. And you're like,
2: ah, okay, well, uh, um. Oh yeah. Okay, cool. But yeah, so the movie is essentially about Steven Spielberg, uh, as a kid and the family he grew up in. And, uh, um i uh, i i liked it because i like steven spielberg movies like i just yeah in general i I liked it
4: because i like steven spielberg movies and i like coming of age uh semi-autobiographical movies in general
2: yeah yeah i I, so i'm uh and i'm also a fan of like it kind of like was able to skate by um, or, or it avoided my usual. I think our usual critique of biopics, um, in that, yes, it was made by the guy who the subject is the subject of the movie, but it's also not um, a movie about how he overcame so much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's more about like they they really do hammer home that like he he led a a, a pretty like privileged life like right his his life was like pretty happy i mean it's mostly just them being a family together laughing and playing (laughs) and until the divorce happens you know yeah so well
4: until the guy puts a bagel in his locker
2: right until he moves to uh to like palo alto and everyone (laughs) hates jews (laughs) there.
4: yeah that was weird i was like wait there were there were less jews uh, in Santa Clara than in Phoenix. Like t- to me, I mean, I know Jews are a desert people, but, uh, like well,
5: did I it, just assumed. I, I, did I... First of all, I grew, I grew up around a ton of Jews in California and I n- never heard anything anti-Semitic till I went to university of Arizona. L- literally. I never <laughs> heard anybody even say anything. anti-Semitic. Mexican black stuff for sure. But when I moved to university of Arizona, I remember I was with my roommate and his friend and they were from Tucson and his friend at one point said something i can't remember what he's talking about but he said gypsies and he goes "This is like gypsies and jews and it made me laugh so hard because i was like jew like what do you have against you? like i was I, I, I hadn't heard anything and then and then i was also just like gypsies <laughs> like there's not a gypsy or a jew for a hundred
2: miles around here like what the fuck are you even yeah yeah no, I, I, the I same know. thing with me. It wasn't until college that I realized that there were that there were people who actually like just yeah. said anti-Semitic stuff and had never met Jews. Mm. <laughs> oh, was that like, was right. me. I think it happened outside <laughs> of me. Like, I, California. I didn't I didn't know there's... Jews
4: like existed really until I mean I knew like my yeah. dad knew one had one Jewish friend who was like the math teacher at the junior college where my dad taught at. Like that was the one Jewish family I knew growing right. up and then so i knew like they existed and you know i had met like a handful but then when i got to college and there was like nine of us in a suite at college i think five were jewish or something like that so right. uh i guess I, I, that was like when i realized oh there's like a lot there's like a lot of jews in the world I right yeah. Just- <laughs> yeah
3: see I, I, grew-
5: the- I grew up where yeah. it was like I, I was going to bar mitzvahs and shit and just right. like being like coming home to my parents being like dude uh jacob got five thousand yeah. dollars <laughs> yeah a full fucking party yeah and yeah. there's i get fucking nothing yeah you know yeah. what i mean to like look showed that up uh awesome. to play yeah.
4: paul's fucking yeah, Bar exactly.
5: <laughs> like why do we not have this yeah what the fuck is going on seriously yeah. why are we jewish yeah, yeah and well, it was
4: I, weird I, like as soon as i met jews i was like oh these are like people that are more like me than the People that I did grow up with, <laughs> right? right, right. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. these people are much uh, more like me and my family. Like the, these are like other people that like to complain uh, and uh, right. and and like are value like intellectualism above, right? Like you know the Protestant work ethic
2: or whatever. Yeah, the weird thing about like going like I had the a different experience in terms of I went when I went to college. Before I went to college, I was like, the whole world is either it's half jewish half christian that's Mm -hmm. that's everyone and then i went to college and i was like oh there's like jews are like there are people who've never met jews and i was like oh that's wild to me how do you even know about jews then like how did yeah where did you hear about it and it's like well tv and stuff and so well you hear about
4: them when you go into the bank and you ask who owns it (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, right. You go who owns who? Who runs this bank? And they're like, "You mean Shlomi?" And it's just a guy with a full. <laughs> and he goes, like, "He's the hat. money, going, 'Idol, idol, 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 And it's like, I knew
5: it. <laughs> Yidle,
2: it's so fucking funny. Like everyone's the yeah, the running of the banks thing. I always think is the but f- like sort funniest of. The,
4: I mean, I think there. the best thing about this movie to me was sort of seeing like the opposite end of the spectrum of that where Mm -hmm. like to me by far the best scene is that uh, Steven Spielberg goes to Santa Clara and he meets like a hot, he like, he weasels his way in uh, by narking on uh, the school jock uh, who's cheating on his girlfriend. And then her friend has like, uh, a jew fetish because she's so she's like horny for
2: jesus yeah and she, she really wants to fuck christ which is yeah. i think it's so fantastic. seeing
4: yeah so seeing like the uh the derangedness of like christians through the eyes of like a jewish guy who's never uh yes. experienced that before by far that was like the best part of the movie and it was also the one of the first moments in any spielberg movie movie where he sort of Allows himself to be like a little weird. He's not doing a yes. specific moral. He's not, you know, like he's, he's sort of working through uh, like his own idea of something and not really trying to like land a point necessarily. 100%. 100%. And, that's, and I really like, it. that was my favorite, you know, moment of this movie.
2: Yeah, yeah, it, it I I completely agree. And it is something that rang very true to me as like it is a fun little like um yeah, it's a it's a thing where sometimes you will meet a girl who is like, Oh, so you're Jewish and <laughs> and then you're like, Yeah. <laughs> and 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 it's weird to be fetishized for <laughs> yeah, that. Because you're like, I think
4: there's something racist about it, but damned if I'm not going to uh, right, capitalize Right, right, but on I'm it. going
2: for it. Yeah. Like, I loved that. I loved that. That was my favorite thing with that storyline was that he did not give a shit. That right, what she was doing was essentially, you know, being kind of bigoted and fetishizing this thing, and being like, "You're going to hell. That's hot." <laughs> <You> <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. Um, you're just like an animal.
4: The animals you're don't just get like to, an go to animal heaven either. And
2: and I'm gonna try to breathe Christ into you. <laughs> like yeah. he, like there was no part of it that I feel like in maybe a movie that wasn't biographical and a movie that was just about a young Jewish kid, like there that would have been like a moral point right that he would have made instead he's like marry me and she's like what no (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) and and she doesn't say what no because uh again you know she's not doing it because she's like oh no you're jewish we can't she's saying like we just we've been dating for a month like i like we were just trying to smash i didn't care about he right he's the weirdo he's the weirdo she is also weird obviously but uh, i love that i thought that was great yeah. And I, you know, sometimes that it's very rare, but occasionally one out of every 300 Christian girls is like Jews. Mm, <laughs> let me, let me taste that damned deal. <laughs>
1: mm.
2: Joe, yeah, I know you were, right. I know you
4: hated this movie. Like you got mad at me for even well, making you watch
5: well, it. Well, uh, so I turned it on with my wife, and my wife, oh, she actually watches, My wife, she watches a ton of movies, but she will turn off a movie so fucking fast if it doesn't start strong. Mm -hmm. And this movie was so fucking boring for like the first 25 minutes. I kept watching it because you guys, I was, I I could, I could feel that you guys had kind of dug it. So I kept watching it and then I was like, oh, this is like now that now I'm enjoying it, you know. But dude, for the first 20 minutes, I go, why did they make, how did they, why did they make (laughs) this movie? This is like a nice family and I agree. It's like a normal family, like, I, and they're just doing like happy dude, family. To shit. me, like, I, I mean, hate the me first block. twenty
2: minutes to to me, too. There
4: actually. are so, I mean, almost every Spielberg movie, and and it like gets worse uh, as he gets older. But there's always at least like two or three artistic decisions that are just completely fucking baffling to me. Like mm-hmm. in this one, he hires this little kid with really blue, like sparkly blue eyes, because you know Spiel- <laughs> yeah,
2: dude. Sp- Spielberg has sparkly blue. <laughs> it's not blue like eyes, Jewish,
4: really. I, I get yeah. that Spielberg has like blue eyes and he probably Jews like, have blue eyes too. Yeah. Usually I, I would, you know, like often. Times. No, no, no. Brown and blue. It's a mix. Anyway. So he hires this kid with really sparkly blue <laughs> eyes to play himself as a little kid. Uh, and then there's the Bitch time. Is like, no, they don't. <laughs> no, no. The thing that bothered me was then there's a time jump and then high school age Spielberg, the kid ha- clearly has brown eyes or green eyes in real life. And they put these shitty fake contact lenses on him. To give him blue eyes and every like it's hard for me not to notice because like the spielberg face is like a close-up of someone's like wide-eyed look like that is yeah that's his signature shot is like a close-up on of someone's face while they're like in awe so he does that a bunch of times with this guy and i'm constantly having to look at his shitty fake contact lenses that don't look <laughs> anything like natural and i'm like could you not have just hired either a brown-eyed little kid or uh, yeah, a or blue-eyed CG'd older a kid better. or just left them and said who fucking cares instead you're like forcing me the to. the kid's
5: not ripping yeah. yeah like i mean they
4: were fine but like you could have replaced one of them or you could have reimagined yourself as someone with fucking brown eyes
2: like wh- <laughs> why would yeah, you do right. this uh yeah yeah i mean i i don't i actually didn't notice that at all but um that's because i'm not racist. I just um, noticed bad contact lenses. It's like, I you don't can notice see... eye color. Yeah. I don't think of it. I'm colorblind.
4: Like... I'm literally colorblind, but I noticed <laughs> that. Con... I noticed bad contact lenses, not because of the color, uh, but because like the pupil <laughs> looks like it, it looks fucked up. Like it's the pupil off. is yeah. off and weirdly yeah. shaped
2: so yeah 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 no it, it's a good point point.
5: one of my favorite parts about events is that you are sensitive to the fact that you're colorblind and i think that's funny because it's a funny disability <laughs> it is i
4: just I have to point it out in situations like this where it's like i'm not the guy that's gonna notice eye color because like i literally can't tell the difference a lot of the time yeah. but, but i do notice when a pupil looks fucked up
2: yeah yeah well i i, I didn't notice that i mean my uh, like big critique with like a lot of the uh choices made in this movie is um uh number one what are we what are we doing with um there, there are jewish actors i'm sorry but <laughs> oh like... my god he hired the two most goyish looking <laughs> <Yes>. people on <laughs> earth yes. like paul like, dano his is
4: parents the are most... so
5: jewish his parents are so jewish paul like, dano is yes. the most very visibly well, jewish he, people
4: he hires the two most goyish people on earth and then like the two obvious standout performances in this Are fucking Judd Hirsch Who is obviously Jewish And Seth Rogen Who is obviously Jewish It's like why did you fucking hire These fucking (laughs) Yeah It
2: it, it makes no fucking sense to me And And not only that And it actually
5: annoyed me That the Sorry to interrupt But that the mother Was so not Jewish But she was trying to be This Jewish lady Like Michelle Williams Who I think is great Yeah I was thought I was just like She's just fucking annoying I'm supposed to be endeared by her But it's just annoying me That she's playing
2: this character I, I completely agree it. i was so annoyed with the character i was even more the...
4: annoyed with paul dano because he's just like too young for that role he's honestly he's, like, four though, or five bro, years what the fuck? four or five years younger than michelle williams and he looks even younger than that because he like cannot grow facial hair and it's like right. i like him as an actor but holy shit could you No he shreds him?
2: He's he's shreds He's a fantastic actor. Although I will say in this movie, I think it's the first time I've been like, oh, no, yeah, he can't cry. Well,
4: oh, I didn't notice that. I just noticed that, like, wow, this is so he's so miscast for this part that oh, he's completely
2: miscast. But there's a point at which he like is like crying. And he can't – he has, like, the opposite DiCaprio thing, where, like, DiCaprio could only cry for, like, (laughs) most of his career. (laughs) And then he, like, kind of learned how to do other things, like have an accent. But even then, not really. (laughs) Um, You get full pay me for spore, damn. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) And then – but, no, Paul Dano is, like, I think one of my favorite actors because I think he's just – there's something about him – that I find like exhilarating. There's uh-huh. just some he's got well, this he's, weirdness. He's
4: doily innocent.
2: Doily innocent, but he's got this weirdness to him that I yeah. love. Like yeah. he's got he's got a depravity. Yeah. Depravity. Like, watch, he's either, he's either the
4: nicest guy you've ever met or like a secret child molester. He's
2: got that yes. like kind of face where it's like off a little bit. Right. It's a little off. He's he's it's weird. And but in this movie, he's supposed to be kind of like um I don't know. He's, He's supposed nice to be a guy. Jewish character, and it just wasn't. It wasn't. It was not good. Yeah. And a Michelle Jewish Williams, engineer, was killing me. Michelle I, I, Williams' character was like, "Oh, what are Jews?" Theatrical, uh, and I was like, "Fuck you!" I mean, don't you do this? For me, I've only, <laughs> yeah.
4: I've only ever to- tolerated, merely tolerated Michelle Williams. So I wasn't expecting <laughs> like, like, I've always found her. She looks like uh, someone who would cry if you farted near her, and uh, that's always bugged me
2: about her and (laughs) well that's just prejudice i don't think that's real you don't know her she looks like
4: she (laughs) she would judge me for a fart and i've never liked her but you know i've learned to tolerate her so she doesn't bother me anymore it's the reason i met met her
5: when i was like i was I, i think i was at college for a year and i came back and there was a high school party and some dude that i went to high school with and had gone to USC Film School was dating Michelle Williams, but I only knew her as the girl from Species. She was the little girl. She was the Natasha oh, Hestrich yeah. as younger. Which we all watched so and jacked off to as you. And she was like gorgeous, you know? And I, it, not I was the, like.
4: The little girl, by the way, but Natasha Hestrich. How did this
5: guy get this? Yeah, I was like. I how did that. The, was it well, Heath she Ledger? Was, But she was beautiful when I met her and she was in high school, not high school. She was in college. I guess she would have been in college. And uh, I just remember thinking like, how the fuck did this dude like land this? But it was like USC, bro.
2: But yeah, she was like,
5: she was a fucking, she was a, a, like, I think she had grown up in the same area as I did, but she had been homeschooled and like Mm -hmm. always going, going to these auditions up in LA and shit.
2: That makes Anyways, sense. She a the, yeah. Like, no, like she has homeschool that. vibes. Yeah. She Home does have vibes. a
4: homeschool vibe. I think that's what I'm picking up on her.
2: But but yeah, as um Steven Spielberg's mother, um I just um listen, she actually she eventually did a good job. I and I was I was a fan of her. Uh, acting. I yeah. think she's actually a really good actor. I think
4: they were fine but again it was just like why would you cast those two people they're completely why? wrong for it and it only stands out even more when Judge Judd Hurst shows up for like one scene and just yeah. fucking crushes and it like crushes you're like it. holy it. shit crushes I want a it. whole movie with this guy uh, Yeah, see and that's another scene like when I see a, a Spielberg movie I'm sort of expecting uh, like he's very classical like he's a, he like does like easy morality tales like classic ho- i mean he is the guy who sort of invented hollywood bullshit uh mm-hmm. to some extent and doesn't usually make movies about himself partly for that reason um mm-hmm. and you know a lot of this movie is about how he wanted to become a filmmaker and everyone supported him in it and he succeeded at it but right. then in that scene like judd hirsch kind of shows up and is like, yeah, you're going to have to choose between art and your family <laughs> at some you're point right. and it's going to tear you apart. And like, I don't know, that, that was an interesting sentiment that I didn't necessarily expect to hear uh, from Spielberg because like right. in order to be an was, artist, was, you do was, have to be kind of a selfish prick. And yes, and it's exactly. not all fucking roses. And I like that he seemed like he was, you know, going like thinking about something or exploring something rather than just like telling us a didactic story.
2: That's uh, – I, I agree with that completely. I do think that that is one of the things in this movie that um, allows – I don't know. It's it's something that I haven't seen Spielberg do before, which was be like, well, my thoughts on things are mm-hmm. – Exactly. And, uh, he
4: doesn't do that because he's too smart for it. He's like he's... –
2: Well, because he's always doing it about – it's like everything is, is – um, I don't know. Like the focus is on the – film like how do I make this look as cool as yeah. possible how do I make a real? capital F film yeah exactly um but uh I the ending of the movie I thought was I think my favorite thing in the movie. Yeah when uh, it was over yeah <laughs> yeah yeah
4: <laughs> yeah when the monkey <laughs> not having <laughs> to watch it. it again when the monkey dies yeah.
2: yeah yeah the monkey dies of suicide no the ending of the movie where um he meets John Ford yes by oh, david, david lynch. lynch yeah so good and i was like oh the, like for me that ending was so yeah brilliant and funny and i was like this is the most unspielberg ending right. i've ever seen i mean because
4: the whole movie is him putting filmmaking on a pedestal uh yes. and then he ma- meets his hero and his hero is like yeah, fucking, uh, remember you put the horizon line up or low. Otherwise it looks boring
2: and (laughs) it's so good. (laughs) Now get the fuck out of (laughs) here. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I think there's also, um, I think people like Spielberg who wanted to be, uh, like to do art from a young age and like always knew that, like they spend their whole lives sort of studying art and that does kind of hamstring you from having uh, a story having to from being able to tell your own story because like your own Mm -hmm. story is uh inherently going to be like meta where like a filmmaker learns how to like make a film or learns to like if you spend Mm -hmm. your i mean like i spent my college years and grad school years like learning how to write uh, right. which then you're like, well, what the fuck am I gonna write about the process of me learning to write? Like, it's a weird, right? It's a weird yes. thing that you end up having to do. Yeah, yeah, and yeah.
2: I, your life experience isn't uh, isn't you. You look at your own life experience and you're like, I, I, I got to make a movie about me making movies. Right. Gonna it's gonna be an annoyingly self-referential. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
4: And I thought he sort of did a decent job. Even I think that's probably why he is in his late 70s before he made this movie is he in his late 70s he's like 75 or something like that
2: oh my god
4: yeah
5: that's interesting they they really only make writer movies about journalists because journalists are actually like doing stuff but yeah they're they really make like a movie about a writer writer because it's like what the fuck are they gonna show right him it's... in
2: front of a laptop thinking heart well it's funny because like you look at all like uh, old older movies like old Hollywood movies like half of them were about working in the movies. Yeah. <laughs> because it was like back then <laughs> all the writers were like, well, I don't know what to write about. I'm, uh, write about making the movie we're making. Yeah, let's yeah. do that. Um and and now it's like whenever you see a movie about like Hollywood or whatnot, it's like
4: it's... On that note, you gotta see Babylon. Oh I do? Oh yeah. It's like
2: What's Babylon
4: about? Babylon is about yeah. It's like the story that you've seen probably a hundred times where it's like a bunch of silent film stars partying and then talkies come in and like it fucks up everything. And and I'm watching that movie going, I've seen this so many times. I've seen this like in singing in the rain. I've seen this in Mm -hmm. the artist. I've seen this in hail Caesar. I've seen this in like boogie nights is like another version of it. Like they've made it so many times and he makes it again and it's three hours and 10 minutes long and it fucking rips the whole time. Really? <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Wait, who's who made this?
4: Uh Damien Chazelle, like, Damien the, the Chazelle. guy who did really? uh La La Land and Whiplash. Yeah. And it's
5: really good the whole time.
4: Well, I mean, the fucking whole first scene is like a just like a cocaine-fueled orgy where people are like fucking in corners and some guys Yeah, oh, I love so, that. And and, and,
5: su- and sucking. <laughs> are they sucking?
4: <laughs> yeah, there's, well there's a golden shower scene in the like, first 5 minutes. They do oh, yeah. they do piss? They do
3: pee yeah.
2: and oh, fucking suck Wow. Yeah. Huh. I feel like PP is finally getting normalized, and I like that. <laughs> and not, not saying, I've yeah, not I'm you not saying anything. I want right <laughs> for me, but what I'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. is like people like if you watch like some older pornography, you, I feel like the women who are getting peed on they don't like it. Mm. But nowadays yeah. it's just like, I like yeah, it. I love I love getting peed on, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I hated
5: when people used to tell me that women didn't like getting peed on. I was just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, fucking right.
2: They love it, and then they're you're gonna like, act you know, like they don't. Yeah, because it's like first, it's like come, but there's more. <laughs> there yeah. is a there is a
5: whole like thing of like nobody ever. There's never a lot of shitting in movies, and there's not like couples peeing on each other in the shower, which I feel like everybody <clears throat> does, right?
2: Yeah, everyone does mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Do you oh do yeah, that? just so, a, just
4: a, yeah, just to fix just if to I'm in the shower with going. my wife,
5: I'm I'm gonna pee on her leg at some point. Oh a, yeah, no, obviously. I, I right. thought you meant like Yeah, you exactly. On but that's never been in a movie. Nobody does that in a movie. And it's everybody does it.
4: I, they should have put it in the <laughs> Fablemans. I think the Fablemans would have been improved yeah like at least fifteen a to twenty percent if there was a little bit of pee pee in there. Yeah. A little pee, just a trickle.
5: I was gonna say too, it's funny watching uh spielberg movie with somebody like my wife who is younger right. than me and didn't like grow up watching spielberg movies and like watches even just like a 90s movie and goes this is so fucking corny because mm-hmm. it's like oh, wow. the era of like hollywood movies and she was like 2000s like fucking eternal Sun- you know when she started paying attention to movies there's like eternal sunshine so it was yeah. like already indie author tours like making movies and those were the ones people was- so like we watched a spielberg movie and she's like this is so fucking corny i can't well, and it's yeah. like to me i'm like oh it's a spielberg it's a movie yeah movie. That's, what we, it's like, that's why we that's can't even why we wrap her mind movie. around like yeah she can't even wrap her mind around like why would anybody watch it and to is me she? i'm just like wait this is a movie yeah 14 i <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, no she's
5: she? she's 30 she's... One?
3: Oh wow
5: no but like young. even like as a film yeah. critic
4: when i'm writing a review of a spielberg movie i almost Hell feel yeah. like i'm not allowed <laughs> to point out that it's corny because people are like well yeah it's a fucking spielberg movie of course fucking yeah. corny movie. fucking what do you expect fuck
5: she's confused by every movie like it's like i'll show her like a few good men or something, just whatever fucking you know like even like what seven she's she she like why this is this, this fucking... not high school musical did she she's say like that? this is she just says it's like corny. And I kind of get what she's saying. Cause it's like, she just is like, it's such a movie.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that, And it's like, exactly. I grew up
5: watching movies and yes. she's like, grew up watching these other things where it's like, they were always like playing with the form or making it seem but real gritty she, and realistic. Has she seen Schindler's list? I won't let her watch that. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't need to see that. <laughs> <laughs> just pretend that, that it never happened. That's the what best. And the? then she won't.
2: I think she, she likes Shindler's List. It would not... upset her.
5: It would upset okay. her. Yeah, no, I, I think she. Yeah, she probably would. She would like Shindler's List. She would. <laughs> All right. I,
4: I think it does help to have someone who's like not into the like the show of uh, movies, at, like to watch it with them. Because like I'm trying to watch last night. I was trying to watch Till, like the movie about Emmett Till, and uh, you know oh. my wife's just kind of like, All right. what why why would i want to watch this and i'm like yeah i kind of <laughs> like i kind of agree it's such a weird uh, yeah. thing like what like am i going to be am i waiting to see the moment where they like show his like bloated corpse yeah, what and then for like him? is that going to yeah. be like the big reveal of this movie and then i'm thinking like oh they did such a good job like recreating that like murdered dude's fucked up what are we doing here kind of thing yeah like i'm like yeah this is a weird gesture and i don't know uh why we'd want to like make a movie about that
2: well it's like the weird thing about stuff like that is like there's there well there's like two parts of the spectrum and both of them are can be conceived as wrong (laughs) Mm -hmm. so it's like you, on the one hand you have like well you know why not make a movie about this incredible historical figure you know right like, like in terms of this horrible thing that happened and learn about like humanize and learn about the life of this this guy this kid who emmett is till. it emmett till he's the one he was he was murdered. i'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh.
4: <laughs> God. But I, think, I mean i think like the basic
2: on the other hand uh you know it's like well, making it is also absolutely exploiting black trauma, and that has been kind of like a big thing of like people like, well, we got to make movies exploiting, you know, black trauma and making black fear and tears profitable. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, well, there's also and, and so, it's a
4: it's a weird thing where like when something is an iconic historical moment like that there's not a lot of room for art or like a take like it's very you can't have a take on it that's not sacrilegious and weird like it's it's one thing if like that like emmett till's mom made the movie or something like then you'd get it because it's you know then they're allowed to find nuances that are right real in it but when you're when you're an outsider and you're i don't know you're trying to find an artistic take on this story like you can't really do that with that
2: so, i mean you know it's like is there an what's the angle of the movie is yeah. it just like here's here's the life of the kid and what his life was like before this horrible not thing happened? really it it's sort of about aftermath? the
4: horrible thing happening and then like the you know the mom Ugh. being strong and and uh you know uh, yeah
2: it, it it you know yeah stuff like that i'm i'm always you know it's i will see it if everyone says it's good i will not turn it on if people uh if i don't hear from people that it's good but here's the thing of
4: course people are gonna say it's good because what the fuck else are they gonna say
2: no 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 but like i mean critically critics that i trust saying something is good people who not not just like The general, this is a you know, the general critical populace is completely compromised. They're all liars. Um, they're all working for Disney. Um, and Vince Mancini is the only film critic you can trust. Hey, did you guys watch Bros? I did
4: actually kind of, I I didn't like it at first. I didn't like it at first, but then I ended up like, I didn't think
5: it, yeah, I liked it. I I just thought, like, oh, okay, this is like a, like a, 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 a side of like gay life that like i was completely fucking ignorant about because it really is like they all the gay movies that they've made they kind of like just map on a gay relationship onto like a straight relationship right. and this was like this was like the first movie i saw they go no it's this whole fucking different thing yeah, yeah. that's yeah dynamic he's like no love is, like love is not
4: love shut the fuck up Yeah, 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 and I thought,
5: I go, that's really kind of cool and interesting, and and there was, like, funny shit in it, but...
4: I saw saw that movie right before I saw My Policeman, the one where Harry Styles plays, like, a tragic gay guy, and I was like, oh, my God, this is the, like, exact movie that Billy Eichner (laughs) is shitting on in Bros?
2: Yeah. I didn't see that. Harry Styles is... I, I think he was my new favorite dumbass. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's like, it's like a proper film. Oh, it's a proper movie, yeah. You go well, you to know, the movie. You go to a movie, right? And you go, oh, we're in the feet, it, isn't it? <laughs> and then when you go watch a movie, you say like, why am I getting my dick sucked right now? Oh, it's because I'm watching a movie, yeah. Slobber on it. Slobber on it, uh, knob. Yum, yum, yum. favorite
4: thing about the movie is like it feels like a, like a movie. It feels like a real, like, you know, go to the theater film, movie. That, Wait, is know, that a satire? Kind of the reason why oh. you go to watch something on the big screen. You know, my- <laughs> no, that's him. that's him. No, that's
2: him. That was 100% him. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and Chris Pine is just sitting there like, what? oh, my
2: God, I want to die right now. It's a movie and, like, your eyes for
5: big and you're watching. Yeah, yeah. that's fucking...
2: You know, sit around right? and sometimes you're watching a movie and you go, Hey, this ain't a movie. This is a, <laughs> this is a trailer for popcorn, yeah? I mean, my thing favorite thing go see a real movie... My favorite go, thing about
4: actors uh, is is like when you can tell that it's been 10 years since uh, every, everyone in the world wasn't just hanging on their every word uh, yes. and they can just voice... Any fucking stupid mundane thought that comes through their head, and they have no, they have no fear about like hogging the spotlight or boring people or sticking
2: the landing. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. But that that's
5: why you said you hated Wall Street, and that's exactly why I fucking love Wall Street. Is the well, what's Wall like, Street? Compl- it's the Mark Wahlberg running oh, his w- business. W.A.H.L.
2: Street. Yes.
5: Yeah. It's the most complete document of how a fucking celebrity slowly becomes a fucking crazy person because <laughs> it's just Mark Wahlberg saying the dumbest shit. He's literally pretending to run businesses. He doesn't run a fucking thing. <laughs> And everybody's just creating this fake drama around it's just you're just watching all the people around him create this fake world for him and like have to stay in it and like stay focused and they can't just go, dude, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're an idiot. But everybody in every scene wants to say that to him. That's why it's good. Yeah. I,
4: I, I just I want to see for it. I wanna see like a Tim and I want I want Tim and Eric to get a hold of the footage for Wall Street and then just like sort of recut it. Uh, like however <laughs> however they want because yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. you can tell the editor and the director are working for Mark Wahlberg in Wall Street and so it's uh, yeah it's very geared to Dude. like towards making him look smart and like a businessman and like he's doing a lot of hustling and shit.
5: Dude, there's there's one part where he's like having a business meeting and he's like thinking real hard and he goes, "Let's take a break. Let's meet in about five minutes. I'll meet you out on the loggia." <laughs>
2: the fuck is a loggia robert loge. No, i had
5: a fucking i don't know why the fucking killed me dude. what's a
2: loggia i gotta i'll know. meet
5: you out on the loggia but he says in his fucking i can't do the boston fucking weird acting yet loggia I, I don't know, know it's it, like a big it's like a big italian fucking balcony i think
4: i mean Isn't the it? the like balcony section in the big theater is called like loge uh, oh i didn't know that didn't know how to pronounce it
2: i thought it was like he and mixed Miranda and loge <laughs> that rules but he- I, there's mark Wahlberg becoming like the i don't know like a success win tradcath is <laughs> yeah. i i like it because he's becoming more and more a like um the most honest version of himself as he's oh, yeah. getting older yeah like this is like who he is um is like everything he's doing is not who he is on the inside but it's who he like aspires yeah to be on it's the like inside. he's
4: slowly and, reverting back yes. to uh, a mass hole but he has to filter yes. it through being like an annoying hollywood guy for the last yeah, 25 yeah, years
2: yeah he's got to be a chill
5: asshole he- He's, like, the guy that he, like, comes in to every room, and he's, like, giving noogies and, like, pushing people around, and everybody's, like, dude, fucking, they just want to go fucking stop, dude. (laughs) No, he's doing, but they can't do it. They have to go, Mark, Mark. Okay.
2: Okay, Mark. Noogies for Christ. It's so great. He's doing noogies for Christ. And he's, like, now I only, I only blind... Uh, Jews you know <laughs> <laughs> like, dude he's doing you some know. movie
5: called um it's called like father I don't know father's
2: stew, stew? We, yeah. we saw father's
5: stew
2: yes, we watched and, and, and it it you're was insane and dude this,
5: yeah he's making this movie and you go this is like the biggest piece of shit I've ever seen and then it's this girl and she's talking about the she wrote the movie and she's getting to direct it and you go and she's like real hot chick and you go how the fuck did this girl write a movie and they made her make a movie like she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing this just sounds like this and this is clearly the stupidest movie and then it's like i had to google it and she and mel gibson's in it she's mel gibson's girlfriend. yeah
4: she's mel gibson's girlfriend that he that's, met on like the competitive right. horse circuit <laughs> it's uh, perfect <laughs> uh
2: yeah meanest girl here she rides a horse and i'll see uh, what are your thoughts about the jews And have you ever thought about the Jewish question? And she said, yeah, I am not a fan of the Jews. And I said, neither am I. Would you like to do a movie, yeah? And it's very hard to, I can't keep the accent straight. Mel Gibson doesn't have an Australian accent anymore, right? No, not
1: really. He like like
2: retconned his voice. He did, yeah. First, that's the most psycho shit you could do. You grow up speaking one way and you're like, no, nah, I'm going to change that completely is psycho to be like, I'm an American now. So I'm going to speak with an American accent. I get that you're a good actor, but that's fucking weird. That's like me moving to England and be yeah. like, I ever movie, eh? oh, God, i she's ever my some movie. <laughs> uh, Just like everywhere Dude. I go. So you know. I did
5: just rewatch Apocalypto at fucking it, fucking that movie shreds so hard yeah. like he he was really getting into a pocket where he was just able to make what after he made a movie about Jesus just getting the shit kicked out of him for two hours they were like alright you can do whatever and then he made that movie that movie rolls. I need to it's, see that I've
2: actually never seen Apocalypse
4: though. I still haven't oh, either on, we gotta watch it,
5: well, it dude so so after he uh, you know he said some unkind things uh, <laughs> he no I guess uh, the <laughs> the, the, the rights to the rights to Apocalypto like were Ooh. just basically up for grabs and nobody wanted it, and so you couldn't find it anywhere. And then now it's on Amazon. It just popped up on Amazon Prime, and it's a fucking dude. It's a banger movie. It's a really I, I good. I'm uh, yeah, gonna watch it. Yeah, me too.
2: Me too. But I think that's because so, he's so guys. off the rails. Hasn't that been a podcast? Yeah, just was that? I, I got with so a, Mel Gibson promo. <laughs> yeah Uh, But, yeah, uh, I'm going to watch Mel Gibson's Apocalypto because you know what? I've decided I can only cancel so many anti-Semites, so I've stopped listening to Kanye's music, but that means I have to re-add another anti-Semite, so Mel Gibson is back in rotation. And and it was before he was—you could just think this was pre-anti-Semite. Was it? Yeah.
5: Yeah, it was – he hadn't come out as an anti-Semite oh, quite yet.
2: Oh, that's right. He was, he made, he was he coming, coming off of Passion movie. of the Christ, and, and then and everybody people, was right. Like, I forget – for some reason, I have those linked in my head. It was Passion of the Christ, and then immediately after, he was just like, The Jews! And, yeah. Or, or, uh, but no, it was like Passion of the Christ, it, in which he wasn't saying anything about the Jews, but right. wasn't he? And right. then after Apocalypto, he went to fucking Moon no, Shadows and, and –
5: And after he self-financed *Passion of the Christ* and made a billion dollars on this movie that seemed like the worst idea ever, people were like, "Oh, you could just do whatever you want." And so he made this fucking crazy movie where people are speaking a like a dead Mayan
2: language or something, and
5: it's it's kind of rules.
3: Oh yeah, dude,
5: it's bizarre. Anyways, it's hot stuff.
2: Check out Mel Gibson wherever you get your podcasts uh father stew father stew uh by the way what
5: oh you gotta take a shit but did you guys see that woody harrelson uh just there's a trailer for woody harrelson movie that came out where the premise is that he is a basketball coach that gets in trouble with the law and then his is forced to coach a team of uh basketball players that all have down syndrome I haven't that seen
2: that, but I will watch that movie. I don't think
5: Hitler was a good guy. I get <laughs> the, uh, the Hugo Boss uniforms. Amazing. Uh, but I mean, just because you're in love with design, you're a designer. Can we just kind of say, like, you like the you like the uniforms? But that's about it. No, we we great hair.
1: There, there's a lot of things that I <laughs> love about Hitler. A lot uh, of
2: things. All right, I I <laughs> gotta right, take a sorry. shit. Okay. so bad. All right, let's 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 close jo- it out. Joseph and Clitico, thank you so much for coming him, uh, coming on the show. Uh, follow him on all of the platforms at Joseph and Clitico uh patreon.com slash for all these episodes you're listening to fracas at gmail.com for all your questions comments concerns vince what is the google voice number 415-275-0030 all right everyone thanks again so much for listening and until next time good night and good chins